good issue for all women. Hello and welcome to this week's Sunday Chops, in which I am joined by our friends over at the Strong Female Leads podcast, Kate McCabe and Deborah Jane Appleby, because Christmas is just round the corner and they have some great suggestions for what to buy the geek or geeks in your life. Because nobody wants another hastily grabbed toiletry set. Well, maybe some people do. But you know, why do that when you can buy people something that they actually want? Like a t-shirt with Angela Lansbury's face on. Who doesn't want that? Q podcast. Hannah here. I am joined by Kate McCabe. Hi. And Deborah Jane Appleby. Hello. How have you both been? Really good, thank you. We've been, you know, keeping well, I think, checking in with each other every couple of weeks, talking nerd stuff. Debs and I wrangled in a third co-host, Colleen Cheatham-Jared, as well. So, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if you feel the same way, Debs, but I feel Colleen is the one that keeps us in mind. Oh, no, she's she's carrying the majority of the weight, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, poacher turned gamekeeper, I think, is the phrase, for because she started out as a fan whom we included in <laughs> in doing little bits and bobs for us, and uh, yeah, and now she's basically running the show. So, yep. <laughs> what a fool! There you go. <laughs> since, since since I retired from public life, you see, since I retired from public life, I prefer to keep uh, keep the, the staff engaged. <laughs> so I brought us here today so you can help out me and presumably some of our listeners with some suggestions of Christmas presents mm-hmm. for the geeks in our lives, especially the female geeks in our lives. The, the easiest thing to do is if you want to buy a Christmas present for a lady geek in your life, go on to Google and search Christmas gifts for men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so right. That's me too. Um, so Debs has been a geek longer than I have. So has <laughs> been you know, everything more longer wisdom. than you have. exactly so we cross-checked with each other to make sure we weren't overlapping too much but debs has a list and i'll have a list you want to just do like a back and forth kind of thing of like what we found that sounds great i'm ready here to make a list cool debs what was your first one well uh, my first one i suppose is relatively culturally appropriate especially post lockdown well i was gonna say post lockdown post lockdown pre next lockdown (laughs) because it's become it's become massive thanks to covid and youtube and that is dungeons and dragons we even did a Dungeons & Dragons special on Strong Female Leads a couple of years ago where we, we, we played it live on, on the radio. We sure did. And you can get what is called a starter kit. It's like 25 quid and it's got basic rules and, and dice and sheets and everything in it that you need, little figures and stuff. And I think you can even get it from Waterstones and places sell it now, but obviously online. And they have two or three of these little sort of starter kits. There's one called the Essentials Kit, which, which is like the next level up. And you get more maps and things in that. But it's just stuff to get you started so you don't think that you have to go in and spend like the £150 to get all the books and, and gear and everything. You can, you know, 25 quid, you've got enough to get people playing with it. If you get the essentials kit, it comes with an extra little bit which allows only two people to play the game. So if you don't have a large group, you need more than one because you've got your dungeon master and your player. But they have a new rule uh, in 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons called the sidekicks rule, which allows you to have like little non-player characters, so like, like in a video game where you've got helpers. So you've got little simple helpers that go along with you. So you're not overwhelmed if, you want, if it's just like, just like you and a partner want to pick it up, you know, or you and a, a, and a significant child, you know, your favorite child. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> they want to play it. So um, many more women today are, are, or I think, I think they always have been playing D and D, but like because you know we can kind of see it being more publicly celebrated, uh, you, you do get a lot more women, I think, kind of talking about it, don't you? Well, it was, it's one of the, it's one of those things. When it started in the seventies, it was like fifty fifty. In fact, the, the guy who invented it used his son and, and uh, a niece or a friend's daughter or something. You know, when they developed, you know, play tested it like nine year olds. You know, and the original adverts for it, like all the original adverts for video games, mainly had girls playing them, not boys. Mm. And Lego. Yeah, it's when they become popular and they see the the, the sh- you know where the money's going that they then they shift the advertising and the marketing and things and, then, and something then becomes a boy's toy well since deb's brought this up the uh, dnd i had a couple of little like add-ons for dnd players so Deb's that's it's for people like who are already playing perhaps i've got yep. i mean and this is a little bit biased because i know the people behind this one but on etsy you can find uh, some custom dice Rattle Cake Incorporated handmade dice, a handmade dice made here in Manchester, so some cool dice. But also, that's you know a little spend. If you want a big spend for somebody that you really like, for about a hundred pounds, you can get wooden kind of like screening boards, so that the dungeon master, who is basically the you know the head story weaver, mm-hmm. has to be pretty good at improv. To be fair, they can kind of hide their results and, and sheets and everything behind uh, an ornate wooden screen at the table, and they always have like some fanciful tree of life or like a dragon etched into them but they are quite beautiful so if you want to spend 100 pounds get on etsy and look for those um dungeons and dragons wooden kind of container or screening boards so that's the that's the D stuff can i ask a question how long does a game of dungeons and dragons take well as long as you want it to all right okay Anywhere between an hour to 25 years basically <laughs> yeah, some so... people have campaigns that go on like yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks and uh, yeah it's, just, it's an interactive story. So it's essentially you're improving an interactive story and you have basic rules that tell you how to resolve either random events or specific events, you know, like fighting, yeah. combat, and, you know, and if someone wants to cast a spell, how to do that and how to introduce the random element, which is what the dice are for. It's just, you know, it's to add some random, you know, that just real-world randomness to it. And you can be as, as deep or as light as you want to. Given that I've bought board games for kids that they played once, took 20 minutes, and then they've never touched again, and they cost more than 25 quid. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you get into it, and and a great way into it these days, which is a bit of a double-edged sword, if you'll excuse the pun, but is is the YouTube shows like Critical Role. They give you an idea of, you know, of how cool it can be to play Dungeons & Dragons. You know, watching animation voice actors play it. But then it's never going to be that good. <laughs> when you play it around your dining ta- dining table so you, you know you need to sort of keep that in mind but yeah if you if you if you get into it it doesn't have to be this is a ridiculous thing to talk about dungeons and dragons it doesn't have to be geeky or nerdy mm-hmm. right because essentially it's storytelling an unending number of role playing games you know uh, and in every genre you can think of sci-fi and disney and you know, Doctor Who, whatever you want it to be, you can, you can, you know, there's generic ones that allow you to make up your own environment if you want mm. to. You know, if you wanted to do a, a role-playing game about being hard-hitting journalists with a podcast, Anna, you, you could do that and just have some generic rules that help you with framework and, and, and randomness and stuff just to make it a bit more realistic. And it's perfectly possible to do it over Zoom? Uh, yes. Great. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've been playing. We've had a hiatus uh, for a chunk of this year because people got new jobs. Our campaign uh, with the family, we were playing every couple of weeks over uh, over Skype and a, a thing called Roll20, which is a, a free service 
that allows you to have video chat and maps on the screen and everything, and everybody sees the same thing kind of stuff. Um, yeah, with, uh, with my family in, in Yorkshire. And uh, right. so it's just, you know, so it's a great lockdown thing. And it's like any of these, like any hobby, it's a hobby. There's an unending supply of things you can spend money on as well. So lots of, lots of toys. Yeah, and... totally. Uh, you can go bankrupt, but you love doing it. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. What was your next one, Debs? I know Kate is a uh, a PlayStation player. Yes. Uh, and I'm an Xbox player. So there's still a great controversy of the new versions of PlayStation and Xbox Ugh. because uh, they're I very hard. so bad. <laughs> they're very hard to get hold of. However, there are two versions of the Xbox. One is called the Series X, which is the all singing, all dancing one, which you can't get for love the money uh, unless you want to spend double the price by getting it off some scalper on ebay but there's also the series s which is a smaller one has a smaller hard drive and everything but still has most of the same power and here's the kicker it's freely available there's lots of them it's only if you can say only about 250 pounds right. 250 pounds and although it only has uh, like a 500 gig ssd in it which is like the average AAA game these days is at least 100, 100 gigabytes. So that's not going to last very long. However, Xbox have a thing called Game Pass Ultimate, which is very crudely a Netflix for games. And they have just introduced cloud gaming for Game Pass Ultimate, which means you can stream games like you stream movies, literally playing them okay. over the cloud. So you're not downloading it or anything like that. You're playing it over the internet. So as long as you've got a reasonably good internet connection, 25 megabits or more, which is the average for the UK, then you can stream these games. So you don't need to download them. A Game Pass Ultimate subscription is 10.99 a month. So yeah, so it just it opens up a whole world. And all the stuff that's made by Microsoft is available on Game Pass all the time from day one. And so that, of course, includes Halo Infinite, which is out on December the 8th. Because you can stream the stuff, it doesn't matter about the hard drive. And essentially, because you're streaming it, what you're you're actually doing is you're playing it on an Xbox Series X that you can't buy that's sitting in a data center in Redmond somewhere. So technically, you are using that higher-grade console when you stream the stuff. I suppose if a game turns out not to be very good... Then you just don't play it again and you haven't invested a huge amount of money in buying the game. Right. Exactly. Similarly to what Debs was offering uh, there, I was thinking for movie fans in your life, going to the cinema can be really expensive. Mm. So I'd, I'd go with the Odeon Unlimited card. And that's kind of a nice gift to give somebody is, yeah. I think it's currently £12.99 a month. So, you know, either a few months or a year's membership to it, get your butt to the cinema you know, go mad, watch as many movies as you can. It, it, when, when you do that, it doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. You won't feel like you wasted your money because yeah. you've paid one fee and then <laughs> yeah, less risk. Yeah, agreed. less risk. And to be honest, I haven't been to the cinema a few times since lockdown. It's never been busy. So no. actually anything that gets bums on seats is, is a good idea. And I try to purposely go at like stupid o'clock on a Tuesday so mm. that nobody else is kind of sitting mm. near me. People will always That's sit near me. That's all day on a Tuesday now that. in the cinema <laughs> It's stupid o'clock. But I think anything, like Deb said, like a membership to something nerdy, like a Game Pass or a Cinema Pass. Debs, you also had like magazine subscriptions, didn't you? Yeah, I got the the ominous email dropped in the inbox 
Your Tesco club card vouchers are about to expire. <laughs> <gasps> right? And I don't know if you shop at Tesco's, but the great thing about Tesco's club card vouchers is that if you spend it on a service, then you get like two or three times the value of if you just spent it on your shopping. Okay. So, for example, an annual magazine subscription, you know, and there's 50-odd, I think, available on there, you know, including stuff like PlayStation Magazine and Classic Rock and Top Gear and all these kind of things, BBC Good Food, things like that. It's about 50 quid a year for a magazine subscription, and that would cost you £17 in Tesco vouchers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and you can use those to go towards things like Merlin Attractions. So Legoland, Chessington, Thought Park, Alton Towers. And again, you get three times the value. So a £50 adult Alton Towers ticket is going to only cost you £17 in vouchers. And there's things like spa days and subscriptions as well, like the Cineworld. I think the, I think the Cineworld one you can get through Tesco vouchers. While we're talking about subscriptions, and if this doesn't tread on the toes of anything you're about to say, given that the entire sort of marvel universe has moved on to disney plus do you think a disney plus subscription is worth the money i'm gonna let debs talk about disney plus and then i'm gonna jump on the back of that for some comic book nonsense okay the idea that you would have to buy somebody a disney plus subscription uh which is just over 50 pounds a year if you want to buy an annual one up front at this point because they haven't got one yet i think if they haven't got one yet they probably don't want one (laughs) (laughs) Quite, quite frankly, um, you know, there's been a bigger uptake on Disney Plus subscriptions than the COVID vaccine, for Christ's sake. So it's, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it's, it's available everywhere. It's on everything. 4K, Dolby Atmos, all free, all included. It, I mean, it's just ridiculous at the moment. But yeah, if you think someone, either their Disney Plus is about to expire or they're vacillating on it, you know, yeah, I mean, Disney Plus is amazing. All of Star Wars, all of uh, uh, Marvel. You've got the new IMAX and enhanced versions of Marvel movies now, which give you more screen real estate. Mm. I don't know what that means, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> you, your average widescreen movie has the black bars on the top and oh, the bottom. Yeah. So you see it at the cinema, it's in what's called a, an aspect ratio of 2.35 to 1 because that's that's widescreen. It's the for every one inch or meter up. Oh, 2.35 across so but imax screens are more square 1.19 i think and so you physically get more picture when you watch imax because they've got a bigger screen and so what they've done is because a portion of most marvel movies are filmed in imax so that they look better when they're shown at imax they are now showing those on disney plus in the imax aspect ratio so you get you, you're literally seeing more of the picture less of the uh, black okay. bars thanks Just speaking of comic book stuff, I thought for any of our listeners who either are buying for themselves because they themselves are a comic book nerd or have people in their lives, um, I thought I'd rattle through some of the female authored and or female kind of centered stories that were um, celebrated at the Eisner Awards this year. So the Eisner Awards are like the cartooning industries and comic book industries Oscars more or less. So the best of the industry named after Will Eisner. So I wanted to rattle through a few. Let's take the superhero route first. The one, and this gets kind of double points, triple points even, because it's a female illustrator. 
a penciler, as it's known in the industry, female author currently, and a female-centered character. It's the recent run of Black Widow. Kelly Thompson is currently writing for it. So you could get independent issues, but after a while, what happens is a, a, a comic book will get bound up together in sort of what we call a trade paperback. So if you know a story is going to be six chapters long, you know, and you don't want to get the single issues. There is currently a trade paperback out of a current run of Black Widow. Volume one is called The Ties That Bind. And they're always a good jumping on point when it's a new writer on the title because it kind of starts the next adventure for that superhero. So that's one for your superhero fans. A cartoonist uh, and writer who's been going on and has been celebrated for, for ages, Jillian Tamaki, has a book out for the younger set called Our Little Kitchen, which is a celebration of food and community. So that's something for kind of the very young set, I think like five to seven. Slightly older, there's a paperback called Go With The Flow. And this is about sort of a coming of age story. And this is by uh, an author called Karen Schneeman. So it's called Go With The Flow. Snapdragon, this is Kat Lee is uh, the author of this. But this is the story of a teenage girl who becomes friends with a neighborhood witch, which, I mean, sounds like a great choice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's <laughs> another young adult graphic novel about five principal players in a struggling girls basketball team is called A Map to the Sun. And that's by Sloan Leong. There is a National Book Award finalist, as well as being an Eisner nominee, called When Stars Are Scattered. And it's a graphic novel about growing up in a refugee camp. On a more humorous side, a book, this is a New York Times already selling, best-selling love story between a vampire and werewolf. If you've ever seen Sarah's Scribbles comics, they're often kind of shared on Facebook and things like that. But uh, she's written a book called Fangs. And that is, uh, if Twilight were funny on purpose, I basically would say that. <laughs> and then I saved the best for last. There's an anthology by, oh, I'm going to mess up the surname. I should have looked this up. M.K. Shervik, I'm going to say. I'm going to spell that for you. It's C-Z-E-R-W-I-E-C. And she is a nurse, a nurse practitioner, I believe. But she's done an anthology called Menopause, a comic treatment Interesting. Um, yeah. So some really great kind of featured comics uh, and writers in this year's Eisner Awards. I think they're all worth looking at. Can I ask you one question about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, most things are available on Amazon. But if people don't like spending their money on Amazon, where's a good place to get hold of stuff that's not Amazon? Okay, so I do a lot of my reading on my device now when it's comic books. It's like I'm buying paper novels still, but I'm not buying um, a lot of like paper comics. So I, I do go to Comics Unlimited a lot, but the problem is they are now owned by Amazon. Oh, really? Which is a real dick move. Um, <laughs> but I think most people, if you want to shop local, take the title to your bookstore. They will order it. They'll have it for you within like 24, 48, you know, three days time. I will try to make the effort in my, because where I live in Ermston, there is a local bookshop. And it's a small bookshop, so they don't always have all the random titles I want, but they do order it for you. It is competitive pricing. And then even if you don't have a small local bookshop near you, Waterstones, right? Like Waterstones will get that for you. Back in America, Barnes & Noble is still an active thing, so... Forbidden Planet will order things online for you as well, so... Great. Forbidden Planet like a comic chain in in the UK, but, you know, they've got... Yeah, they'll they'll ship it to you as well. Forbidden Planet's a great shout. We have a 
Bibbon Planet in Cambridge, um, and it's uh, almost entirely the reason that my nephew used to, used to like coming to to visit me and be dragged <laughs> around the centre of Cambridge. Well, one of the bonuses of, of of lockdown is that a lot of play, a lot of local shops are now global because they've had to get themselves mm. a, an e an e shop e business website up. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I buy my I buy my second hand records from a shop in Upminster. Oh, cool. And um, and and you know they're really great and they've got a great selection and. And I was sort of like, well, I I found them on Discogs at the beginning of lockdown, and uh, and now I sort of have a little bit of a customer loyalty going because you know it's such a great service that they provide, even though it's all you know electronic and everything. Yeah. You're still buying online, and it turns up within a couple of days and all that, beautifully packaged and great prices and stuff, no quibbles. And so yeah, so they, they are they're capable of doing it. I think the ease of Amazon is really what spoiled us. Mm. But you know, it's like you know to be a responsible consumer like if you want to have nice things in your community you've you've got to take the extra time to support them absolutely so on that on that note then if i was going to buy either of you a voucher for something which is you know again i say i've got a nephew who's 15 so with the best one in the world sometimes a voucher just is the best thing because, because he doesn't know what he wants from day to day so how i'm expected to know it where's a good place that you uh that you would like to have a voucher from I mean, Forbidden Planet is a good shout. The other, I was going to give another um, shout to a, a website in general called Redbubble. Oh, I love Redbubble. It's where 95% of my t-shirts come from. Right. Okay. So you're familiar with Redbubble. Yeah. What's great about Redbubble is basically if you put in a property that you are in the fandom of, so whether it's Loki or you could put in the Golden Girls. I bought yeah. things. I found people that have designed things about Murder, She Wrote, Cagney yeah. and Lacey. I'm in all sorts of old geeky fandoms <laughs> my, my brother bought me a t-shirt with the uh the 19th tennis player Goranis Ivanisevic's face on it it's fantastic <laughs> i would have thought it's they were available still fan art basically and you're putting fan art on a on a, t- on a t-shirt yeah. or on a bag whatever so Redbubble's a good shout but i think forbidden plan is nice as well yeah you can buy straight up gift cards for etsy oh yeah, oh, yeah that's a good idea too yeah so which is the same sort of thing yeah and there's also i mean if you've if you've got your generic high streety ones as well, you know, you love to shops and all that kind of stuff where the person then can then decide. Mm. You can kind of buy gift cards online for local shops because mm. they've had to do it because that's the only way they kept going. Yeah. So, and there's obviously standard subscriptions and stuff as well. Um, I have a few more like random things I'll just rattle through. Because I'm a big nerd of the Peanuts comic strip, you know, with Charlie Brown is how mm. people would normally know by shorthand. But specifically, I love Lucy Van Pelt because she's such a cranky ass bitch. Um, so anything with <laughs> with Lucy, who's such a fantastic character. Um, I, there was like a Lucy pendant and a couple other things. I saw it on the website Tatty Divine. So like Lucy Van Pelt jewelry, I think might be good for some women in your life. I also spotted a Starfleet wireless charger on uh, by a site called Fame Techs. So what look does for that. that. Mean, Kate? So for your Android or iPhone, uh, you know, portable charger. So this is basically your geek gift that's quite useful. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's like if you're not near a plug, you're on a train, like you're on a train, a plane or something. And like you pull out of your handbag, you got a portable charger and it looks like a a Starfleet comms device Uh, from Star Trek. Yeah. And you just plug your phone into that and you're charging. So instead of a normal boring charger, you know, portable charger, you've got your little Starfleet design on it. And then the last thing I was going to do was for fans of dinosaurs. I saw on a, a factory entertainment was the website, um, Raptor claw bar- bottle opener. 
why you why use a boring bottle opener when you can open your drink with something that looks like a raptor claw? Oh my god, I'm buying that for Mickey immediately. <laughs> Fantastic. There. Done. <laughs> and that's me that. wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you may have seen this actually advertised on television here in the UK. I don't know about America or Australia or anywhere else because I don't live there. There is now, and keep this clean, there is now Lego for adults. Yes. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? And they're advertising it on TV. Well, they're basically much more complicated right, okay. sets that uh, you know end up being the kind of thing that a grown-up might want to then display. So, you know, for example, you can get Thanos's Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, and it, and it, you know, they look a lot more authentic as uh, a display thing. So it's it's really for you to very carefully and delicately put it together for using the instructions as an adult does, and then display it. So they're they're more designed for them to be displayed. And there's stuff like cars and, and uh, spacecraft and stuff. So yeah, I think mostly they've come out of the, the Lego Ideas program. Everything you said before that made that sound really sinister. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this going to come out with the word sex toys at the end of it? I don't, I well, know. no, because it's still going to all have the little novels on the outside. Shoppers, and that... yeah. <laughs> a Lego, don't step on it, but you yeah. can sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> so be very careful how you Google Lego for adults yeah. or yeah. adult Lego. But there is one set particular that I would recommend, which is very reasonably priced, if you can get hold of it. It's a bit tough to get hold of. And that is the Lego Women of NASA set. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, celebrates four uh, great women from NASA. Yeah, they're a little bit pricey. They're around, you know, like they're normally, you know, over 80 pounds. Or When my wife and I do Lego together, like we do it like on a Sunday for a couple hours. We just do the next bag. And it, it takes us, you know, like a good month, like, like doing a jigsaw puzzle together. Yeah. And then, and then you've got art. Yeah, yeah. In terms yeah, of I mean, time I'm... taken, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This has been brilliant. Thank you. I've got loads of ideas. Actually, kind of ideas of things that I want to buy myself, which is kind of the problem with Christmas shopping, isn't Good. it? You're like, that's yeah. one present for me. That's one present for them. Yep, yep. That's the right way to go. Tell me where people can get hold of you if they wish to listen to Strong Female Leads. Are you are you currently in series or are you still on high? high we are on a real quick. Um, Christmas break. Basically, we just recorded and released one last week. For, though it's about positivity because, you know, so often we're sort of like, ah, fan culture, doom and gloom. Mm. And um, even I was on that one. I was on that one. I was on that one. About positivity. And spoke quite well on the topic. So, you know, surprises coming out of everywhere. That's um, it. So find you, us. You don't um, get light without dark. Strong female leads. We're also on Twitter as STR female leads. I'm on Twitter as Ms. No, that's my Insta is Ms. Kate McCabe. My Twitter is Kate McCabe says. I'm on no social media whatsoever, which is why I'm really happy. Well yeah. done, We're on Apple and Google and TuneIn and all the usual things. I mean, you can just say, uh, you know, uh-huh, play Strong Female Leads and it should just come up, you know, or you Google, you Google Assistant kind of thing. But yes, so, you know, all good podcast outlets and some bad ones too. Fantastic. Thanks ever so much for this. Merry Christmas to you both. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you both. Um, I'll yeah. talk to you soon. And a better Bye, 22. There we go. Yay. <laughs> Standard issue for all women.